to Divided We Stand, the only news show hosted by a 19-year-old girl with no college education. It's the best. It, how could it get any better than that? But today, we have a special guest, Jared, who actually Let's does. Go. Exactly. We're going to be talking about religion today. And he, I, if I'm not mistaken, you specialize in psychology and stuff when you're not on the Throwing Jabs podcast, also talking about baseball, right? That's what that is. It's about baseball. Oh, my oh, God. Throwing Jabs, baseball. Baseball's throwing, it's a combat sports podcast, yeah, for boxing and MMA, like throwing jabs. I need help. <laughs> clearly, He's, sports yeah, are I'm really a lover. Clearly a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. But I guess That's we're, why we're here. Off. Exactly, exactly, because I need it. So today we're going to start off by talking about Easter. Um, I'm sure everybody, if everybody's watching today, Easter was yesterday. But if you're not, you can pretend like Easter was yesterday. Um, did anybody do anything tremendous, amazing, awesome? No. All right. <laughs> no. No. Just another Sunday. Yeah, I know that our options are limited due to COVID, but I had a feeling that the answer would have been no, regardless. Of the, the only difference the between this Sunday and a normal Sunday is we had ham and there was a large basket of candy. That was about it. Can I ask why everybody has ham on Easter? Like, I know, like, there's ham on Christmas, but why ham? Like, why ham? Is there a reason? I don't know. It's interesting because if you're religious, uh, ham has a special negative connotation all throughout the Bible. So I don't know. It's a weird thing that it's ham. Uh, something tells me ham was something that the uh, poor people could afford back in the middle medieval ages. And we just haven't moved on from that. If I had to guess, but who knows? I'm sure everybody is familiar, but if you're not, Easter is a Christian holiday that celebrates the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's boy, a JC. little bit strange. You, the boy JC, homeboy JC, you know, you zombie Jesus right day. <laughs> but I, I don't understand the significance, and I also don't understand. This is my other thing. A lot of Jewish holidays are also around that time, and nobody gets any days off for that or anything. How come only the Christian uh, Jews do get the days off? Well, that's because uh, they run their own businesses and they're smart and like they they're their own bosses. But we won't even get into that either. Yeah, uh, you don't know this. It's funny. You mentioned baseball earlier. Uh, Yom Kippur sometimes falls in the Major League Baseball playoffs, and there's been many instances where Jewish players uh, didn't play in the game mm -hmm. uh, because of their religion. So it's definitely um, it's definitely a, a factor. It's definitely real. I actually looked up why they eat ham uh, for Easter. It's actually because uh, over the winter they would eat lamb. You could cure ham and uh freeze it until uh winter basically or until winter was over and you could eat it in the spring hmm. so, so it's really kind of real right quick, you know it's interesting what victoria said she talked about that there's jewish holidays there's also muslim and and indian and native holidays that also happen to fall around the spring harvest which is weird jared any idea why all of these different religions and cultures would be celebrating like the spring harvest um, you're going to find that in a lot of religions, uh, kind of overlaps that 
uh, make them contradict or coincide depending on how you look at it and uh, how specific you are about your religion. Um, I was also curious if anybody had any like Easter traditions when they were growing up that's like different than how you guys are doing it now. Like, did your parents raise you a certain way? And now you raise your kids differently, especially we went to church. all holidays. I was about yeah. To, yeah, go was, first, Joe. Go first. That was the difference. I mean, you had to wear like the nicest outfit you owned. Oh. Um, everyone had to pack into the car and we had to go be the last ones there because we were always late and sit in the back row. Sometimes we couldn't even sit because my church uh, was one of those Christmas Easter churches, you know, where oh. everyone rolls in on, on those two days. Just like every church, yeah. Yeah, and every priest and, and every parish will, will will joke about it. And it's like, well, dude, if your stuff was if it was real all year round, people would be showing up every single week. I mean, imagine if here's here's Goldberg was there. Let me say this, Jared. <laughs> I, Jared, say. this is I think this is the biggest point to make here. If people truly believed that what they were hearing on Sunday was the word of God. Would you not spend the entire day at church? I would think so. I how think much, I and, would and why would you read anything but the Bible? If you if, if you really thought you were receiving the word of God directly, I would go just about wherever it was and listen for about as long as I could. So I'd pack a lunch. Yeah. To talk to you, God. You would think. <laughs> so every day. So bad. I, I, I used to hate, I used to like dread growing up Easter Sunday because one, in the black community, like everybody and their mother just goes to church that day, right? And it's like a big, it's not even like about God or Jesus or whatever. It's a fashion show between the hats of all the elders in the front and then all the other dresses and stuff. So like a Joe, I- Little like, Rob in his tie with his- Oh my, yo, oh, stop licking my head with the fingers and stop. Exactly. Oh. And all the, like all the girls had nice little dresses, all the boys, all the suits were either too big or too small. So you had like the high waters and everybody just thought you were cute cause you had bright, bright old colors. Like I hated Easter, right? And then you had to sit in this hot old church and like don't like don't let it be like down south because to 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 kind of to the point of the mason dixon line and down south like georgia yeah church is like packed every day but for up here you know churches are only packed like you said you know christmas maybe the new year to bring in the new year and then easter of course right so i refuse to have my son grow up well we don't even go to church first and foremost so like i'm not going to be that person that's like hey you got to go with your grandmother to go to church if she decides if my mom decides to go no i'm not i'm not doing that and we used to go like now that i think about it it was the worst financial decision ever like the i'm pretty sure like i would love to see especially in the black community how much money is spent door for easter alone between outfits because it wasn't the same outfit that you wore last you know tucked in the closet no it was a whole new outfit don't let you have three or four kids my mother had five right so then my mom had her outfit my dad had his outfit because he had to go and then just and then of course everybody's throwing money to the church they pass the collection plate like four times don't let you go to the a.m service and the and the, like the at noon service you it's an all-day event and guess what? They provide the lunches. They cook. You know, they it, it used it used to be good meals. Now it's like, and the girls don't know how to cook. They, you know what I mean? 
Uh, Rob, Rob, this hang on, hang on. This is groundbreaking. <laughs> we should start paying more attention to the money we spend during these holidays. Yes. You know yes. who gave Santa Claus his fluffy white beard and his and his red coat and his jolly attitude, right? Who's that? Coca-Cola. Yeah. I kid you not, look it up. Coca-Cola invented the Santa Claus we have today. The stories before that, his outfit was green or blue. He was a smaller guy. He got big, fat, and jolly, and roar red and white, and had a big white beard when Coca-Cola adopted the the image as a a spokesman. You know, it's funny that, I mean, it's 100% true. I I, I actually do know that for a fact. But it's, it's funny when people talk about traditions and then literally don't even know where said tradition comes from. <laughs> um, I, you know, Rob, it's funny. Um, I don't want to stereotype, but you guys tend to do every Sunday like it's Easter, I feel like, in the black church. No, no. You have, okay, so you have like, yes, there's those church outfits, never been to a black but church. It, you've never, yeah, you've never been to a black church <laughs> on Easter. It is outrageous. Like, it, 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 yo, the hat, the hat battles is sick. Like hat the, wars. that oh hat wars is like crazy. <laughs> like you have the big crazy hat, then you have the, like the itty bitty hat that cost you probably like six grand. I don't I don't really know if it was like six grand, but definitely like six hundred. Like mm-hmm. I'm sick. It, it makes me <laughs> sick thinking about it. One Easter, uh, I was pimping like a gent. Mm-hmm. That's me right there down in wow. on, on the uh Sailor I'm the naval vibes. officer. Yeah, my mother literally <laughs> dressed me up like that as, and, and tried to convince me. My mom tried to convince me that was like dressing up. Like, Sailor vibes. Yeah, I'm in, my, Halloween costume, my I'm in my dress blues. And uh, yeah, that was, do you see why I have my head down? I was so embarrassed. Everybody kept saluting me. <laughs> I, I, I just I remember that day in particular. We were at my my grandmother's house in New Jersey, so I was a little out of my element, even. And I asked my mom why we had to go to church, and she said the answer that the words will echo in my head for the rest of my life. She said, "You're going to church because my mother made me go to church." Mm-hmm. Same. And Love I that. thought, is that? Is that your final answer? That's really what and we're going with. You will feel the wrath of God. It was literally that, and I just thought, and what is this? Like, is this a big? But understand too, you know, I, I, I'm so happy to talk about this topic, Victoria, and I'm glad that you uh, wanted to, to deep dive into this. I was an altar boy. I was like really invested in in my church. I had nuns as teachers when I was a kid, like the whole nine, I, the whole Catholic education. Mm-hmm. But I used to read the Bible because, Jared, I thought it was the literal word of God. And as I read it, I thought, what kind of psychopath? Wait a minute. <laughs> who, what is this in Stute? It's funny when they talk about cherry picking quotes from the Bible. Like, to find good ones is what requires the cherry picking mm-hmm. because most of the Bible is uh, sick and twisted and hateful. And you have to work around all of that. And I remember as a kid, I was very close to my to my priest, and he actually left. Um, he actually ended up leaving the priesthood for a woman. So no funny business. We were we were really cool. He and I, we were doing the stations of the cross one day, and I I said to him after we finished, I go, this isn't meant to be taken literal, right? 
Because, I mean, even at, like, 11 years old, it, the, the whole thing sounded so insanely absurd. Have you ever seen the Quran experiment? I, I No, I haven't. But I'll tell you what. The, it's the funny. Quran. After I after I gave up on Catholicism, I did read up on Islam, only to find out, good God, that's even <laughs> it's an even bigger shit show. It's the Quran experiment. These guys went around with uh, the Bible. Um, and read portions of the Old Testament, but the leaflet around it was that of a Quran. So they're opening up and reading passages to Christians, believing they're reading it out of a Quran. Yeah. And then oh, they're yeah, reacting to these passages from the Quran and how people really believe this stuff. And ah, see, that's why you can't follow religions. And then they remove the outside and it's the Holy Bible. And oh, wow, I didn't know that was in there. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good on that. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> think about it. Think about it, even as a kid, when you believed in that stuff. And, and you were told that the Bible was the literal word of God, inspired through man to write, you know, whatever. Sure. Did you want to read it? Were you like, oh, give me that thing. I should just be so, I mean, again, nobody really believes it. A lot of this, I mean, the only people that believe it are the people that are still pushing it like it's true. I read it cover to cover. I, I mean, I, I, I have too. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. I was in a five by seven with one book for 12 days. You would have read it too, but. Yeah. You know, I I remember having to read scriptures every morning whenever we got into the car um, when I was growing up. Like, that was how we started our day with prayer and the scripture. And I literally had to, it was, I want to say it was Psalms 91. I had to, like, and I used to have to recite it. I used to hate that so bad. And then, like, whenever I used to get in trouble, Jared, I will exit stage left right now. <laughs> he that dwelleth in the secret place. You know, I say I don't even want to disrespect the book like that. I mean, I really do, but I want us to keep listeners. So I, I know to... I know a guy who wrote a song about that, but uh, I'm not going to sing it because I want to keep the listeners too. Um, to go, to question. Um, I I that when you when you ask the original question of is there anything I really do differently for these traditions than mm -hmm. was done for me. And it's crazy because the first thing that popped into my head is I'm honest with my children. There's a thought. Because mm -hmm. that's the biggest difference. Um, my mom will still tell you that the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Same. All of these things are absolutely real. You know, and that's cool when you're encouraging a small child's imagination. Mm -hmm. But um, with a bullied 15-year-old um, getting in arguments over whether Santa's real or not, you're not doing that kid any favors anymore. Freaking Jared, so fighting over when... Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you know I... what? I was talking to my father the other day, and I said, the WWF, for me, was what Santa Claus should have been and vice versa. Because when I got big enough, my dad used to wake up middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, wake me up, dad, please wake me up to watch wrestling. And then I'd fall asleep and he'd wake me up again and just keep waking me up because I want to watch it. And it occurred to me at some point he couldn't have been that interested in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And then the UFC came out and I was like, what is this dad? They're like, they do, they're not doing the suplexes and why don't they just jump off the top of the cage? And well, son, because that other stuff you're watching isn't real.
Mm. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're old enough now to where you can tell the difference between real and fake, and that's not real. And that's how should have Santa Claus should have been presented to me as well, like the WWF. I that feel like Santa. Hulk Hogan I... was my Santa Claus. Dude, I right, yeah, sure. I feel like I still talk to wrestling fans who still want to, but like, you know, you'll be like, dude, you do know that's fake, right? And they're like, you know, but it really hurts when they land. And you're like, yeah, no, I got it. I, I get that. But you know, it's all scripted and that they rehearsed this earlier in the day, right? It hurt like, more you know, they when Steve really have... landed. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Once I realized it was fake, I was out. Um, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. well, change the it, whole, change the whole thing, just like Christmas. It's funny. I I got I I actually watched wrestling for about two years when I lived out of state, just for lack of like there was just no other things to watch. Uh, and I was more into it for uh, the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was it was more for the theatrics than it was for the wrestling. Because again, right by then I know it's fake. And I was way more interested in just the storyline and the guys talking smack to each other. But again, that idea that the idea that you have to just uphold tradition because that's that's how it always it's how it's always been is the reason we still have religion to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, the purpose of religion was to try to explain things that prehistoric science just wasn't able to come up with. And and the more science does and the more science solves the the equation as to how we got here and and what's what the more it's likely that you know not only was jesus not a real person and that his death simply represents the harvest the 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 new season the spring which is again what it's what every culture has you know there's there's nothing special here um I want to say, Rob, did, which one of you sent me an article about politicians saying God bless America? I don't remember. I think it was one of you guys, but mm-hmm. no one no one take credit then. That's fine. Yeah. No, I just, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like that. I, I, I'm not a liar. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What, what does God bless America mean? In like, what is, what does that mean? Is that like often <laughs> prayers when there's a shooting? Like, those are just words that have no meaning. But, you know they have no meaning when you utter them. The person you're saying it to knows that. And and again, we're supposed to go, like, oh, well, well, that's very kind. Like, what? Well, that's just yeah, something like, you say when the country sneezes. That's well, hilarious. I, I, yeah, it's kind of just me. That's pretty much what it is, though, because it's just like if he blesses America, what is that? Just a reminder? Hey, God blesses America. Like, it. it if you believe in that, but like, what if you like, what does God blesses everybody? That's kind of like all lives matter and black lives matter. Like, yeah, no shit. Like he, God blesses oh, everybody. Wow. Don't tell the God it, bless America crowd that right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, Why are you singling out America? Doesn't God exactly. bless all countries? Exactly. Here we go. Doesn't God bless everybody? <laughs> I mean, because why just America? <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, God, uh, well, my God, Jesus in particular wouldn't have known that there was an America. It hadn't been discovered yet. It wouldn't be for like 1,490 some odd years. So, again, that odd notion that God's 
I mean, that's the other thing, right? I mean, humans have been on Earth. that part of Pangea. Yeah, dude, humans have been on Earth for 5.6 million years in some form or another, and God waited until 1776 to pick a team. Really? (laughs) And it was this one? Lucky us. Literally, right. (laughs) So, like, somewhere where I read, it said, like, apparently, like, the Easter, like, all the, like, the resurrection and all this stuff happened. But it was like 30 AD. <laughs> Am I not mistaken that like BC was like before Christ and like after death? Yeah. So like if it's after death, how did he die 30 years after his own death? Or how did this happen 30 years? I, I, I'm just saying. I, yeah. Well, so, Rob, that's a great question. Uh, it's possible when it didn't happen and you're just struggling <laughs> to find a date that satisfies a lot of things. Uh, You know, again, for anybody who's ever read the Bible, you'll be shocked to know that uh, the four stories about the crucifixion and resurrection are wildly different. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first book literally ends with there is no resurrection. Jesus dies on the cross, and that's the end of that book. Um, And they just sort of, yeah, and then they, you know, so that's that's how uh, uh, Matthew started it. And Mark was like, this thing needs a better ending. Uh, Luke was like, you know what? I've got, I can top you. And then, and then the book of John, John just went like over the top, man. And so you have these fantastical stories. And when, so when people say, you know, is there evidence of Jesus? Yeah, there's four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's like, well, all four of those books contradict each other. So where are we at now? Are you arguing the human being that they refer to as Jesus Christ didn't exist? Well, that is the most interesting thing to me is that most people will at least argue the fact that he was at least a real person. But no, he wasn't a real person. I'll right. tell you something. I, I've I've been like studying this an, an awful lot because again, this is something. I mean, I dedicated you my know life. You're on the other side of scientists here. You're on the. Oh uh, <laughs> no! I'll tell you right now. The, the climate the, deniers uh, team. There's right now. <laughs> no sir. There uh, is a growing movement among uh, skeptics that there is no historical Jesus. They now have a, a Jewish cult from 75 BC who was worshiping an archangel named Jesus. That that would be weird if if like uh what 80 90 years later a messiah was born with the same name as one of the archangels it seems a little sketchy the story of of the archangel Jesus from 75 BC has him dying in a battle in hell with Satan does that sound familiar to anybody he's in hell for 3 days before God pulls him out so um the other thing everybody should know is is at the time there were like seven other uh, Hellenistic uh, 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 resurrecting saviors. It was very commonplace uh, in the Hellenistic yeah. age. Um, everybody had a, a a Messiah who was was dying and coming back from the dead. So again, you know, Christianity won out because those people are just really passionate about what they do, and it's it's survived all this time. I mean, it's also broken into what? About 50 different uh, chasms when you think about it. Islam, obviously, is just an offshoot of Judaism and of uh, uh, Christianity. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all very relative, and it's all based off the same nonsense. 
And so there is uh, now again, could there have been a guy named Jesus? Absolutely. That's certainly possible. Did he have here's the other thing. If you know anything, again, if you're reading the biblical scholars, uh, according to um, James and Peter, who were Jesus's two uh, homies and James was his brother, um, he never claimed to be the son of God. He just claimed to be a messiah and a savior in the sense that he wanted to be the king of the Jews against the Romans in a political battle that had nothing to do with God. So if we're being if we're being honest and if you're really looking for court records, Simon Peter went on trial after Jesus supposedly resurrected. Nobody wanted him for cor- uh, corpse tampering. Nobody wanted him for crimes against the state. He was charged with blasphemy. It was a crime with the Jews and the Romans didn't the whole idea that Pilate washed his hands was because the dispute was about this Jewish sect trying to change this story to, to introduce this Jesus character. The people at the time didn't believe that was a real person, and there's no other record that Jesus was crucified. So, yeah, I think the story is largely false, and I think it's actually uh, an accumulation of other characters. I'll give you one better just to rain on the Jews' Passover. Um, I'm just joking, but uh, the uh, Israeli Antiquities Department has been searching literally since they took over the Sinai Peninsula for evidence of Moses and for Mount Sinai. None of those things exist. There's there's no evidence that Moses existed and we don't know where Mount Sinai is, the place where God literally talked to Moses and gave him the the Ten Commandments. I know where Moses, they make those wraps. (laughs) (laughs) So can we explain the wall? The Wall. Uh, this is a Pink Floyd album from the seven. Yeah, the Holy Wall, where they all like pray, right? In Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, so that's a really uh, funny story. Again, if you want to find out, uh, there's so much great stuff. Uh, I, I would recommend people if you want to really find out uh, some of the more cutting edge theories about the whole Middle East. Uh, uh, Dr. Andrew Carrier does really great videos on on YouTube, and I would suggest everybody check this guy out because he's done amazing work. There's a lot of mistranslations in the Bible. I mean, to find out some of the fascinating things that have been happening, and again, I think this is part of just I say this all the time, the idea that um, we we don't educate ourselves after childhood. You know, no, there's no like a dedication, like here's what's going on now. And I think it's unfortunate because, again, if anybody had reason to find Mount Sinai and Moses, it was Israel. Right. That's all part of their That's their promised land. And, and that's why we're still battling with the Palestinians and all those issues, because God supposedly promised them the land in that book. Well, now there's no evidence that Moses existed Mm -hmm. or Isaac or Jacob or Elijah or any of these fictitious characters. And you're literally dictating political policy in the Middle East based on fantasy. Can you imagine if the Greeks foreign policy was based on a belief in Zeus at this point? Right. I mean, it would be completely preposterous. Why we perpetuate this still to this day, I, I, I can't understand it for the life of me. Um, I, it, it's it's unfortunate. Some of, the, some of the science I'm finding here is relatively new. And I like that you say we uh, 
we have to keep growing and adapting and adjusting. We shouldn't just stop at some point and be like, I learned what I learned and that's what I'm giving to my kids. I don't care if it's right or not. Right. Um, you know, like just to, during the course of uh, my childhood, our mother went from Orthodox Christian to Pro Protestant to Catholic. So my sisters and I grew up um, confused, you know, so <laughs> yeah. learning truths and adapting and adjusting has kind of been you know, an, an everyday part of it. But the Easter Mom, what are we again? <laughs> Everybody's, yeah, right, what are we this Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> um, again, when you see the way people are able to change religion. Mom, To marry somebody, you know, it's 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 it just goes to show how important religion is or how serious most people take it, which has led to, obviously, there's been a major decline in religion, and with that, uh, you know, Victoria, I know one of the topics you kind of wanted to get on was was some of the social issues like abortion. Yeah. And um, the movement by the anti-abortion activists is nearly 100 percent Southern Baptist Christians. I'll tell you, check out these numbers. You'll, it'll stun you. Even Catholic men and women are now in favor of abortion as opposed to overturning abortion. Slim majority in the 40s, but still, literally Southern Baptist men is the only group. The women, the scales have tipped. More Southern Baptist women support abortion rights than don't. Well, that kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about next which i find really interesting because i feel like i'm the only one on out of the four of us i grew up as an atheist and nobody like religion was never a thing in my house my mom's the most hardcore atheist that i've ever met in my entire life and i don't know it's just never been a thing for me so i always like found it really interesting anytime we would have to go to church for any like family things or just anytime i would be there with friends because there was like so many moments where I, where I was there and I just felt so out of place. So I kind of wanted to talk about the family dynamic and religion. Does Do you feel that that in any way, shape or form brought you together as a family? No. <laughs> I mean, again, quite the opposite. You'll note in that picture, my older cousins were dressed in concert t-shirts and jeans my smart cousins were that are both very successful people now uh, were both dressed in in really nice clothes, and my brother, my sister, and I were dressed in whatever raggedy tag hand me downs my mom got us. Um, so no, yeah, dude. And I mean, in fact, um, I had a great resentment for my cousins when I was a kid, just particularly for that reason and for how much I wow. also hated the smell of cooked ham when I was a kid. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm at my mm -hmm. grandmother's house for the weekend with all my stupid cousins. It smells like ham. I was miserable. So, no, it, it made me hate people. Um, and so, really, for me, going to church was like it, at least I could sing some songs I knew. I was, you know, again, as an older boy, I knew the whole mass. So that was that was nice. But, again, when you have questions in uh, – Ninth grade, Victoria, was really where it, it turned for me. I had a, a I went to a Catholic school for my freshman year of high school. I got kicked out. Um, I had a, a, a theology teacher who was 26. He was right out of this seminary, you guys. And he still wanted, he didn't want to be a priest anymore, but he still wanted to work with young boys. 
And um, no, not in a not in a bad way. <laughs> you guys are taking it like that, but I had really great conversations with this guy, and I used to stump him a lot because we'd be talking. And whenever I would stump him, he would just give me that like BS line of like, well, that's just uh, the mysteries of God or, you know, eh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And I'm like, nah, I don't think you really know the answer here, tough guy. This is a bit and too mysterious. <laughs> I think that's the other thing. I think when you look at, at religion, I mean, it's you're, you know, you're, you're, you're offered the, um, you're offered the rewards of the next life while yeah. you're your priest or your rabbi or your sheik or your sheik or your whatever. He's getting it now, though. You ever notice that? They're, they yeah. always they're getting it in this world. Yours is coming in the next right. one. Yeah, I like that. I'll well, take mine now. Thanks. What I also wanted to talk about, and this is like the best to me, in this article that I pulled up, um, it says that, like, for the points that religion is like good and like keeps people together, it says that religious families avoid divorce and infidelities and all Not that true. kind of stuff. And to that, I have to say, even if that were true, if you're the, if you're only not cheating on your wife, if you're only not getting divorced and being miserable to go to heaven, then why are you doing that? Like, you're really, doing it for the wrong reason. There's 70. Oh, wait, that's that's different. That's different. Joe, you know, there was a great historian once and you used to hear this every single day. So I'm sure you can say it with me. And I quote, you might have heard I run with a dangerous crowd. We ain't too pretty. We ain't too proud. <laughs> right. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints because the sinners yeah. have much more fun. Hey, now, I mean, now only the good fair, guy young, so everyone yeah, is yeah. there. To yeah. be fair, now, they've been studying. This is fascinating to me. They've been measuring happiness, okay? There's a Ivy League study, uh, mostly Harvard, um, long, comprehensive study on happiness. What? How do we decide if people are happy or not? And what do the happy people have in common that the unhappy people don't? Right. And so they're ranking and measuring and going through happiness. And a lot of their findings were um, around being close to one another and like quality of relationships over quantity, uh, like meeting goals with group efforts and stuff like that. But as it applied to religion, they found that people with a religion were tend to be happier than people without one, but people with the right religion, people with the religion tend to be less happy. So that the differentiation you make in religion is whether you think your religion is right mm. and everybody else's is wrong. So as a religion person myself, after all of this research, I had to ask myself what was most important, being right or being happy. So you allow everybody else to live their truth and your truth will add to your happiness. If you believe your truth is the truth, then it will, it will decrease your happiness. Would you all agree that if you're living a delusional life, <laughs> that you would generally be a happier it's person? A perfect yes. segue. 
No. If you believe no, that no. it's all in God's hands and you're just a servant at God's feet and that you're going to do the best you can and then you're going to die, you're going to worship at his feet for eternity, then of course you're happier. Joe, okay? I've known more delusional people than most. The majority of them are not living happy lives. I, I mean, I think there's a You're fine calling line a lot between... more people delusional than I am, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I mean, I, you know, but listen, believing in a, a magical fairy in the sky is delusional. No, no matter how you cut it, no matter how you slice it, there's no evidence for that. I mean, zero. Tinkerbell? Yeah, there's Tinkerbell. more for that. Let me tell you, there's yeah, literally there's more, evidence more evidence that evidence there's fairies, fairies than there's God. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We don't call them that anymore. What, oh, what is it called now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I was. That was. Um, um you know, <laughs> you know when um, you know when a Muslim extremist dies, he gets 72 virgins, right? Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Although, although Wouldn't you be faithful while you were. <laughs> <laughs> Although, get this, there's actually, uh, it looks quite, again, Dr. Carrier, it looks very likely that that was actually a mistranslation, and you get 72 raisins. I can't do that. It was either 72 virgins or 72 raisins. But, Yo, but I'd be mad as hell if I've been blowing myself up. You know what the wife, wars, do you know what the, the wife gets? What? Her husband back. Punched in the face. Her husband. True story. That's literally what they tell him. Damn, that sucks. So, like, imagine if the wife wasn't happy. That he, and if they have a good relationship, 36 raisins. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, that was a good I one. think that that's really interesting, all of the mistranslations in the Bible. But my favorite is something that I kind of wanted to get into is like social issues and politics when it comes to religion. Because nowadays, if you look at the church attendance and stuff like that, especially in Christian churches, the it has been so low compared to what it has been in the past 10 years. We've seen a steady decrease for sure. So I think that that really reflects on how people see social issues but like the biggest thing regardless of the time period there's like the biggest mistranslation in the bible is a man should never lay with another man that was like supposed to be a man should never lay with like a boy like a man should never lay with like a child like you shouldn't be a pedophile that's what that is directly translated to there's nothing about homosexuality in the bible other than you should stone gay people you know yeah yeah, well, again, but besides that, the, but besides the, that, I'm just saying that's like the biggest thing that people say that they'll quote that a man should never lay with another man, but you're just that's not even what that means. There's um the word in Aramaic uh for uh young maiden and for virgin is awfully similar. And once again, the idea that Mary was some sort of a virgin when in fact Again, most scholars now believe she already had multiple children with Joseph at that point when Jesus came along. And as mm. I pointed out a little bit earlier, Jesus, nobody ever claimed Jesus was divinely born at the time. All of that came within the first 200 years after he died. That became the new mythology. Because let's be honest, people, there's two things can't happen. 
you can't be born of a virgin. That's impossible. And you can't die and come back to life. Those two things would completely defy. Odds are right. neither will. Right on. Those would defy the laws of physics. And the laws of physics have never been broken as far as we're concerned. Other than what one book like from 2000 years ago said. It's hard to take that book at face value. So again, all the evidence for this stuff is super sketchy. And it's weird the way they cherry pick, as Victoria said, certain things that offended certain people. I, I often wonder who wrote the Bible. Like, how pissed off was that guy? Well, it was all the writers, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke. Or no, were those the disciples? I don't know. Yeah, no, and you're my right. Name Matthew, is... Mark, Luke, and John. That's all the New yeah, Testament. Yeah. And you know what's funny, Rob? Those guys, as as great a book as that is, you know, none of those guys ever published anything again. <laughs> best best one-time sellers. Wouldn't you think that those I guys would be it. like... I can see it playing out now, Joe. I don't have to listen to you. Oh, I think so. <laughs> Any woman would be stoned, stoned, <laughs> In the in the courtyard, and this is where her peers keep to say say I won't do it. Say, yeah. I'm turning it in, dude. Look at the keep ten commandments. <laughs> look at the ten commandments. Right, you go past the first three where it's like God, 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 and then it's like don't kill me, don't take my stuff. You got to be nice to your mom and dad. Clearly, whoever wrote it was a parent who had shit. Exactly, That's basically what this is. Don't look at my stuff. Don't take my stuff. Don't try to take my stuff. Don't lie to get my stuff. Don't steal my stuff. Don't even look at it. Don't even. I hate you, Dad. Room. That's pretty. The guy that wrote the Bible was pissed off, and he was tired of people taking his shit, and he had had enough at that point. And he wrote a whole bunch of rules, and he was like, "And God said not to do those things." I mean, not for nothing, but after the third commandment, they're all like really kind of petty things in the grand scheme of things. Like <laughs> Not nothing has, nothing has to, yeah, but it, it has nothing to do with God. Mm-hmm. Like has nothing to do with God. It's really very basic rules. Here's the funny part. You have to understand that most, there was multiple civilizations all over the planet by this point. This idea that the 10 commandments like laid down the law for how for people how people should behave. I mean, the Chinese were writing and reading for about two thousand years at that point. Like they had already solved a lot of the problems, and they were already sort of like moving into science and medicine and mathematics. And the people in the Middle East were still uh, stoning each other for minor offenses. Mm-hmm. And how that somehow is translated into like. I mean, again, the Ten Commandments are like and a lot of courthouses, at, at least until the ACLU sues and, and has those things torn down. Right. It has it. Ha, look at it, it. Just that stuff has no place in in our law system. It, it it doesn't. It's very clear separation of church and state, and they need to um mind your mind your own yard, I suppose. You know, these churches, all of them, uh, have had major scandals and issues, whether it be with children or infidelity or underage children in the case of the the Latter-day Saints. 
You well, the decline. We're talking about the, the decline. Don't the write decline, a Bible. Is what I'm ready? saying. I can yeah. hear that you're upset. I don't want you to get out there and write a Bible. Hilarious. The decline. I mean, 65% of Americans are still Christian. 43% are Protestant. 2% Mormons. We went from 9% about two decades ago to 17% a decade ago to now 26% of Americans have no religion at all, otherwise mm-hmm. known as atheists. Right. So, and why? Well, I think we know why, but let me tell you this. Let me turn the page right here because we've been talking a lot about what you can't trust. Let me tell you what you can trust. Rocky Hill accountants, baby. That's who you can trust. They're not going to do you like the Bible. They're not going to do you like zombie Jesus. They're not going to do you like that. They're going to do you good. Like taxes. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Where is the The closing time podcast is back sponsored by Rocky Hill accountants. I'm Joe McGuire. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more, just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. It's sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. Go see Heidi and Glenn Parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping, business advice, real estate investments, or whatever your accounting needs are, including cryptocurrency. Just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. Yes, my accountant is an expert in cryptocurrency, if you could believe that. Is he going to be on um, Watchmanjigan's uh, podcast for their crypto episode? Yeah, he sh- I don't know. He should be. He's uh, literally uh, a slacking. tax expert at that, um, which is becoming uh, a big thing. You actually have to pay taxes on your cryptocurrency. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about it every week, but like, honestly, I literally need to take a visit to them because I already know that I owe so much money in taxes from 2020. So I really need to get a hold on that. I really need to figure it out. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Glenn is masterful with your taxes. So he could, I'm telling you, I say this all the time. There's not a lot of things you should pay a professional to do. Electrical work and taxes to me are two you should always do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So before we end the show, I kind of just wanted to end off on, I wanted to talk about religion and different communities because we have seen the downfall of Christianity and stuff like that pretty much. But I will say that it is prominent in a lot of different areas you'll find in black communities and pretty much any other community that's not white religion is still like pretty prominent. And I just wanted to know why you guys think so. Well, again, it's, 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 I think it's, it's very much steeped in tradition. I think people who take it somewhat serious are people whose families have been steeped in it for years but it's just what you do, and that's just how you kind of go about your business. It, it saddens me to say, though, that most people that I know that go to church on a pretty consistent basis aren't really great people uh, and don't live the most pious lives. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the charade is. I guess in the long run, um, 
I, I don't have a problem with religion. I have friends who are involved in churches that they're, they don't even really talk about God or Jesus or any of that. It's more about community, about being a better husband and father or mother and wife and sister and brother. It's about that. It's about community, spending time together. And they do it every Sunday in a building and they sing songs. So I guess it's like a church. I don't have a problem with that. And I think you look at a lot of Catholics and a lot of Jews and a lot of Muslims. They like to talk about all the charity work that they do, which is nothing to do with the religious aspect of things. You know, you said it earlier, Victoria, if you're only being a good person because you think there's some punishment, if you aren't, then your your motivations are all wrong. And and you, people like that scare me. If the idea that you're not murdering me and taking all of my stuff is because you're afraid that the invisible going man's going to be pissed. Right. That's a frightening thought. Well, and what do you say about necessity? Like not really having an, as much to cling to. I mean, um, historically, minority communities have been disenfranchised, let's say, so that there, you know, that thing, oh, I have a friend named Wes. He's part of Scrub Scraps. He's uh, one of the coolest and strangest guys you'll ever meet. Um, and shuffled over to me once when we were doing the 501c3 right after we shut down, he came over, he did some pad work. And when I told him about it, he said, if that doesn't work, it's a church, and this is how we fellowship. Mm. And when I think of the guys in my boxing club, you know, like the way that we kind of need that thing, um, that's how we fellowship, you know? It's a church, and this is how we fellowship. And I, I went, oh, my God, he's right. <laughs> if this doesn't work, we're a church, and this there's an argument there. We could have made that argument. This is how we fellowship, and it's a church. So I think that um, the more, the less you have and the more traumatic things are for you, the more, you know where I saw a lot of grace? Prison. Now you're thankful for your food. And I'm not even trying to be an asshole right now. I kid you not, a bunch of guys saying grace over food that were using drugs and doing all of the worst things you can do in society, some of them. Some of them were really cool. I'm sure some of them were nice people. Um, but but saying, <laughs> saying grace over their food and taking their time to be grateful because they were just barely getting enough to survive. It makes sense when you when you crawl down into that. To me, right? I and I think we're changing it. I think it's going away. You know, what's the difference is us. The di the difference in this in, in religion, the decline in religion, is the same as the as the the like the Black Lives Matter. Okay, do more people support or not support Black Lives Matter? Do more people support or not support uh, Hasbro's new stance on Mr. Potato Head? Do more people support or not support Dr. Seuss? You can ask all of these questions, but they all have the same answer, right? And, and let, let me answer it with a question. What makes more sense to you? 
that all of these large corporations, the NFL, the NBA, Hasbro, doctors, they all almost simultaneously had this change of heart, had this overwhelming moral awakening and decided to make these changes or social media took over and so many people are involved with getting their opinions out there and telling these larger corporations what we like that they're able to cater to what we like and when their computer algorithms spit out the idea that more people support black lives matter than don't the nfl came out and said well we believe that black lives matter and if you don't think they did that because it helped their bottom line because their numbers came back and more people supported it than didn't dr seuss hasborough moral awakenings bullshit bottom line none of these changes were about making sense they were all about making sense and religion is kind the biggest of, money it's us you want to know what the change is us we're changing it and they're realizing that that the majority of us as a whole i'm not saying i agree or disagree with any of those things if you're really listening but they found out that us as a whole as a society we support these changes and if we didn't they wouldn't have made them a small group of loud people. No, no, that's the majority. That small group of loud people is the majority. And if you don't think so, then you're subscribing to the idea that the NBA and the NFL and Hasbro and all these major corporations were like, you know, we should do. And they sat down at a board meeting and said, we might lose some money and a lot of people aren't gonna like this, but I really think it's the right thing to do. And that's how it got. Okay, if, if even that's NASCAR what you want like even well, NASCAR yeah. got woke though. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, they had to get behind. But that's what the money was. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. The majority of the people, but it took them longer because their demographics numbers are going to come back a little different. Yeah. Right. And one of our favorite commenters, Sketchy Peasant, commented, when will churches start paying taxes? That's a big problem. And I think oh. that, absolutely, I think that that is one of the biggest things. And I think that, that proves that it is definitely for financial gain. But that's definitely well, listen, listen, when, when they're when they're preaching oh, from the and picking a candidate, I mean, you know. Again, if you if you want to preach from the pulpit, you want to push your politics, then pony up, pal. Exactly. And on that note, you can catch us next Monday, hopefully at 8 p.m. You can catch Jared on the Throwing Jabs podcast. You can catch Rob on I'll Piss You Off shortly right after this. You can catch all the rest of our shows if you want to catch up, if you haven't seen us, if you're watching this live on Apple Podcasts, slash Divided We Stand, Clovercrest Media, slash Divided We Stand. And I think that's all. It's for watching. Bye. Bye.